Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, y'all, and welcome to this edition of The Bullpen. Today, we're here with John Hickman, half of the duo that is Locked On Texans, and we're here to have a conversation about the Texans, uh, you know, fandom in general, and becoming a father. Oh. on this edition of The Bullpen. And welcome to this special edition of the bullpen. I am James Roy. Tom is with me over here, my co- my trusty co-host. And then we've also got John Hickman. John, how are you doing today? Hello. No, what's going on, guys? Oh, I got that from Seinfeld. I'm a big Seinfeld fan. But <laughs> thank you all for having me on today. I'm super excited to have some fun with you two brothers and talk Texan sports fandom. The whole nine. Thank you all for having me on. Let's have a blast. Let's do it. The only Seinfeld quote that I know, and I'm going to, it's embarrassing that I don't know very much, but it's uh, no soup for you. No soup for uh, you. That's a, okay. That's a, that's one of the more popular ones. Yeah. So I, that's, I, I need to sit down and watch. I've seen a couple episodes. I think like it's my speed, but I don't know. Um, John, I want to start off. It's hard as a Texans fan to not talk about CJ Stroud when you do a podcast talking about the Texans. And so I just want to out of the gate, just get your feel on CJ Stroud as a quarterback, how, do you do you think a lot of the discussion around him has been either overhyped, underhyped? It depends on how you view it. Do you think that Texans fans are getting ahead of themselves with C.J. Stroud, or do you think that this is it? This is the real deal. This is who we have. No, I don't think they're getting ahead of themselves, and and strictly because they had Deshaun, 
and Deshaun left him. And then after that, then you had Tyrod, then you had Davis Mills, and then you also had Kyle Allen, then you also had Jeff Driscoll. So I don't think Texan fans are getting ahead of themselves. I think that they are exactly where they should be. Um, regardless how it pans out in the future, and I'm a guy that believes that it will pan out in the Texans' favor in the future with C.J. Stroud as their franchise quarterback, you can't tell a fan, not necessarily saying you, but you, you can't tell a fan not to be excited, not to be optimistic, not to express their emotions, not to go through all of that when the previous years before my former franchise quarterback just left me in the ring and I also had to sit through some pretty bad quarterback play. We can talk about a lot of things with this team this year. I don't think we've talked about bad quarterback play, like just outright bad quarterback play. And that's been the difference compared to the past couple of seasons. And so I think Texan fans deserve this moment this the, through the first five weeks of the year. I think Texan fans uh, – six weeks of the year, excuse me. I think Texans fans deserve to express themselves in a positive manner because before that – they had no real reason to. The Texans sit at three wins right now, three and three on the year. Last year, that third win didn't come until week 18. And, and thank God for it. Because it landed them C.J. Stroud. So they got every reason to be excited and happy now. I'm not taking nothing away from Texan fans, man. This is their moment. They got a shot at the playoffs. They got a shot at the division. Live in that moment. No, yeah. And honestly, Tom, I, I, I kind of want you to press in on this. I noticed, John, that you posted today a poll um, about Dalvin Cook, should the Texans pursue him. Yeah, and that's yeah. actually a topic we talked about on this week's episode. Not Dalvin Cook specifically, but running back. So, Tom, I'll let you take it away with running back questions for John Hickman. Well, I just wanted to touch on what John said about C.J. Stroud. Literally yesterday, we just did a roundtable discussion with all of the media casters from the PSF app in the AFC South uh, if you're not on PSF, I would invite everybody and anybody to PSF to check that out. And I cannot tell you enough how much other media casters, fans of other teams within the division, are recognizing the play of C.J. Stroud. Absolutely believe he could be the best quarterback in the division. Uh, it's 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 one of those, you know, is is uh, Trevor Lawrence going to continue to do what he's doing, or 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 C.J. Stroud? That's really where it's at, you know. Richardson can't be on the field. Tannehill is what he is. So those guys gushed and gushed and gushed about C.J. Stroud. So I think it's it's very accurate that we should be excited about what we have because other other fan bases see what we have and are appreciating it. Um, to, to speak to the running back thing, I cannot understand for the life of me why on a team that that you you have other areas you could talk about, the one area that people want to talk about is the run game. I think you could look at the lines, either one of them if you wanted, and 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 really live there. In the secondary, the corners are dinged up. You could live there. Running back for me is not a concern. I don't think I don't think there's an issue with either running back. <laughs> so, and, and I knew I was going to catch a lot of uh, slander for that, but defensive line, absolutely. And we you know we just saw the Houston Texans bring in Monje Sanders, who I think. I describe him like this. Number one, there's no rush to get him on the field. Like he's not a we got to get him on the field type of player. Number two, when I look at Maje and how he wins his battles, he has he has a very good motors, 
And I love how he uses his hands. I had an opportunity to go watch him at the Senior Bowl last year in Alabama, and he was a guy that I thought Houston should have drafted at the same time they drafted Thomas Booker. Uh, around that fifth-round slot type of guy, you know, but I love his hand placement and how he uses it to get off blocks and make plays. Three sacks last year as a rookie, got hurt this year, new general manager. was no real reason for me to keep you if he wasn't one of our cornerstone players. So I think Houston got a good guy, and I think he can eventually be one of those very good third-down situational players potentially in the future when you look at how Houston is good in about three or four years. Maje can be a guy along with Dylan Horton that you're looking at saying, well, these guys are not getting double-digit sack numbers, but they're getting three and a half. They're getting four. They're contributing to a very good defensive front. So adding depth on that D-line I think was important. They did it with Maje. I think they need to still maybe go out and look for a defensive tackle because I believe that that's been the weakest part of that D-line to this point. The offensive line I'm okay with. They went three games without giving up a sack. Uh, they also have depth right now. Juice Scrubs, we'll wait and see what's going on with that. Josh Jones can eventually come back. If you want to get creative, you move Titus Howard back to right tackle, insert maybe Juice at left guard. But I think they have the depth there at the offensive line to sustain the rest of the season, which was kind of a blessing in disguise how Houston got to this point because of the amount of injuries that kept stacking early in the year. When we look at the offensive side of the ball, I can't sit here in front and say that I, I I think that the weakest link so far is the run game. It's not producing as this team would have liked to, to produce. Uh, a guy who I really like, who I had high expectations for coming into the year, and I think he's an amazing player off the field, Damian Pierce. It's just not working to this point of the season. Now, if Houston comes off this bye week and they beat the Carolina Panthers, which I think all three of us would agree that they will, and they can either take over the spot in the AFC South or – Right now, they're half a game out of their seventh wild card spot. At that point, four and three, the trade deadline is in two days after that point uh, of the season. I think it would make sense for Houston to upgrade at the running back position. I think if that's something that you still want to do, they still want to run the ball, and if you can find ways to get more talent on this team, you do that. Now, I said Dalvin Cook was a guy on, on uh, Tuesday's show I looked at one of the duo running backs from Denver. They're having a fire sale. Um, everything must go. Uh, and I like both of them. Both of them run the ball very well. But I think it wouldn't hurt Houston to look at that position and say, we got to find a way to get more production out of it. And they've done it, giving Devin Singletary more carries, which was great. But if you can add to that, add a different element, or a better element, more talented at backfield, why not do it? When I thought something personally that they didn't really do most of the season that they also dug into, I, I've been iffy on the whole using wide receivers in the backfield. I don't think Tank Dell really has a place running the ball. Um, I, I, I know that Slowick's looking to give a different look. I liked Hutchinson in that role. I, thought I did Hutchinson like Hutchinson really in that well. role. I did like that. Um, but one of the big plays was a 10-yard run from Mike Boone. And the, the Texans haven't really dug deep into their running back room past Pierce and Singletary this season and so maybe it's maybe it's in-house I mean it has been at O-line at every other position maybe the Texans just dig deeper into the roster I don't know if Obungawale maybe gets a look but I I mean there's two other running backs already on the roster and so before we look outside that that's my big question is why are we not giving mm. guys that are deeper on the roster another look I, don't I think that's fair but you know and, and so and I did mention trade for 
with with Dalvin Cook, and I got the responses. Or some people feel like, <laughs> okay, I get it, but you know, he's not as good as he once was in the whole nine. Why would I trade for him? Nick Serio has shown to he traded a fifth round pick for Josh Jones, who I think was going to be cut a day or two later. So I think those late round picks don't hold as much value in this organization with this general manager as some people would like it to. If that's the case, if that's his hand that he's been showing us he's going to play, why not make a trade, a late round trade, a sixth round pick, I think is what Dalvin Cook is worth right now for for a player who historically has shown to be better than what you have uh, on the current roster. And I think it add a different element talent-wise to the running back room. So, so for me, when we talked about the run game and why we felt, because because James was pretty adamant that he didn't know if Damian was a one, and I argued back. I said, well, "Look, what I said was is I think we have two RB twos, <laughs> and when used right, it works together fair. as an RB one." So that's what, and that's fair because they showed it on Sunday versus the Saints. David Singletary led the way. Um, David uh, Damian Pierce started the game off fairly good, but then you know fickled out. Yeah, that, that really is good fair. run that set us up on the goal line. He did. So here's what here's what I, I said then, and here's what I'll say now. And I think this this is what for me feels fair for Damian Pierce. Every one of these teams that they've faced recently have had stout run defenses. They made their hay in the trenches, and were, you they were going to stop the run. Committed to it. You're talking about Atlanta. You're talking about the Saints, the Steelers. These guys secondary is questionable. Up front, very stout. So for me, when you're running Damian Pierce up the middle. I don't, I don't care who it is. Dalvin Cook, uh, Singletary, Boone, Agungba Wale. It doesn't matter. Derrick Henry. You're not beating these guys up the middle. Now, when they got out on the edge a lot with Singletary, they had some success. Boone as well. I think when Pierce got to the edge, he had some success. I love your idea about making a trade. I love the idea about trading a late-round pick. A guy I'd rather see them go get is a guy like Chase Young out of Washington, who Washington looks like they're they've got more pieces than they know what to do with. They declined his fifth year. Send that fifth round, that sixth round pick, and go bring me Chase Young, who's going to be a free agent for a fifth. Former Chase Young, they're twenty-four years, year. years old. Had had a knee injury, a lot of tread on those tires. They have a hard time getting to the quarterback. That guy can do it. I'm I think that the. I saw a second round pick as the proposal on, on a lot of the major outlets. I, I could believe based off injury history and based off the fact that he may or may not actually be a starter when he arrives in Houston, depending on how you view Grenard and knowing who, what Will Anderson can be, um, that I, I could you could probably get away with a third round pick, in my opinion, at, at worst. But even then, knowing what Chase Young is capable of being, it, I have trouble believing a second round pick is... Is I have trouble believing that you can do anything less than a second round pick. Yeah, maybe a third round pick. I just wonder because you have to pay him, so you're not getting him. You still have to sign him. He could yeah. walk, so I think that might diminish his value. Where yeah. if he was under contract, you're absolutely right. Now you've got okay, he's locked up. He's not going anywhere. You give away a second round pick and you don't sign him. Now that looks like a move that gets a GM fired. So I'll be interested to That's see true. where he goes if he moves at all. What do you think, John? Um, I, I I don't know about trading for Chase Young. I like what Grenard has been doing. Um, they just signed my Jay. I like what you know Will Anderson is doing. I think if Houston is going to add more depth to that D line, it has to be D tackle. Like 
a guy that I did not think deserved to be cut was Khalil Davis. I thought that Khalil Davis was at very at the very least the second best defensive tackle based off preseason in camp. I mean, he was busting boys' ass. Can I can I say that on the show? <laughs> you know, he's too late now. <laughs> you, know, you said it, so it's there. But... Roll with it. But he was 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 tough, man. And to this point of the season, whenever he does get those snaps, what D tackle has played better than him? So Hassan Ridgeway, Khalil Davis. Of course, they got Malik Collins on the contract. Sheldon Rankers. I still believe that Hennis is getting too much snaps, too many snaps. And I think that an upgrade at D tackle is what Houston needs. And I will go a little bit further as saying Houston needs a more a disciplined D tackle to help the rest of that D line out. Uh, sometimes I think Malik Collins is too much of a pass rusher D tackle. And I think that at times he, he can just get out of his lane and that'll help out the offense and that'll put the linebacker in, in unfavorable positions. So if they can add to that depth, I think that makes sense. Um, but trading for Chase Young, I'm not 100% sold on it. And I see, and I kind of alluded to that with the, you know, where if, if he doesn't start, he, he should be traded to a team that one can sign him and two that's going to start him. And so that that's a big holdup on that trade. And then I like you said, I agree. The interior defensive line is certainly the bigger necessity. It feels like they can kind of plug holes, but we're not getting like anything impressive out of the interior defensive line. It's very, very no. even keel. Outside um, of Khalil Davis for me, he's been the most impressive D line. That maybe because because of his story and you know where he's, where he's come from, USFL and the whole nine. But he's been very impressive to me. Houston does have the money to sign Chase Young next year, though. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I, and I and I like Cleo Davis too. I agree with you. Um, but this brings me—I like, have a question for you, based on so you've you've sung the praises of Nick Casario, which I mean, recently the Texans have been winning. There's a lot of Texans fans doing that. Um, but also with the way that you talk about the team, um, noticed a lot of Texans fans deserve this. A lot of talking from the third person, and um, and honestly, when I first started listening to Locked On Texans, I didn't know it at first. I heard you talk about Mike Evans and be like, but I understand that he's an A&M guy. That's hometown. Um, but then on Twitter, I saw you be like, uh, you just put in a tweet that was like a little vague early on when I was listening to Locked on Texans that, and you were like my quarterback, blah, blah, blah. And someone was like, are you talking about Davis Mills? You're like, no, I'm talking about Mac Jones. And I was like, oh, John Hickman is a Patriots fan. Yeah, and, man. And I respect that for a lot of reasons. One, I think that it's, it's hard. It's difficult. And I spoke to you earlier with the, you know, the reason I asked you that question about CJ Stroud to start is because a lot of fans that talk about the team let their fandom get in the way and blind them from what's happening on the field. I don't think that's the case with CJ. I think that CJ has shown enough in, in elite traits to show that he deserves the praise he's getting right now. But I, I think you have a unique perspective as someone who's a fan of the Patriots, but talks about the Texans. Do you feel like that the, like, obviously to some extent you like the Texans, you couldn't just sit there and talk about a team you don't like, you have, you have to feel some connection to it, but do you feel like that perspective gives you like, um, I don't know. I don't want to say like a better view of the team, but like it gives you like a unique perspective. No, it, it, I'm fair. I'm very fair. Yeah. And and with that, I, I try to bring football to the screen, football through the microphone. And so there are a lot of great 
content being produced and put out there by pure Texans fans that I would never take anything away from. I mean, you guys bust your tail, you put shows together, you go out there and you, you're breaking down film and like everything that Texan fans do that cover this team as well. I do think at times the fandom can overlap that and they become uh, short-sighted. And again, this is no shot to them, but what I like to do, because I also went to school for broadcast communication and journalism. So this, I could have been covering the Chargers. I could have been covering the Patriots. And I still would have been fair in how I look at and break down a team. Um, and one thing that I love, I love the engagement when people feel like, are you a Patriot fan? Why are you covering my team? Huh? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm a professional, guys. Like, I, I'm fair um, throughout the entire offseason. And because of work, I don't get an opportunity to go out to the NRG Stadium as much as I would like to. But the moments that I did have going out there at practice, you know, asking questions, being around the players, being around the coaches, and just seeing things and being able to bring it back from my eyes through the screen – through the microphone, everything I've said has been fair. Oh, yeah. And so I can go back to last year where I would tell people, hey, man, just give it up on Davis Mills. It's over, right? <laughs> There's no way you believe that you should honestly tank another year for Caleb Williams. That's insane to me. But there's moments where the fandom comes out, and I get it. You you, you know, I'm a fan. I want Caleb Williams in New, New England now. Like, the <laughs> Mac experience – the Bill Belichick experience. I'm tired of Bill Belichick. I want him out of my, out of my, out of the uh, Fox bar. I'm done with it. <laughs> Would you go so far as to say that Mac Jones is the second best quarterback from the 2021 class behind Davis Mills? No, Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> no. Oh yeah. Well. Okay. Well, so okay. Uh, actually, I don't have a problem with saying, at the very least. Davis Mills and Mac Jones are like right here. Yeah, I mean, I, I have no problem saying that. And this is just me again being fair. Uh, but I, I, I enjoy being able to take a step back and look at things from my own personal point of view, my perspective, and remove the fandom away from it and be fair. Uh, to that point, when people wanted to move on from Nico Collins, I was championing. Why would you move on from a wide receiver that? Clearly, there was at least 250 to 300 yards left out on the field last year because of bad quarterback play. Um, I was one of the people, again, earlier this offseason, champion Khalil Davis over Roy Lopez and Curry Heinish. I'm sorry. Um, because I have an opportunity to look at things from a different perspective. When I was talking about Kenyon Green and his struggles and why he's struggling, there I would get to a point where oh, you're just a hater or whatever. And I'm like, no, I'm seeing he's having issues with double moves constantly i'm seeing if he doesn't get his hands on you immediately nine times out of ten that d tackle or whoever's lined up over him has an opportunity to beat him this is not a fan talking this is just a reporter talking but overall what i love the most is being able to have that fan interaction with guys and being able to say like you guys deserve it because covering this team since 2019 i've seen the emotions go up and down <laughs> i've seen it <laughs> So to to take it back to your first question of you know you know our fans kind of overdoing it with the CJ Stroud absolutely not 
do you guys remember the bad decisions that were made, not only by Nick Casario, but by Jack Eastaby, by the McNairs, by Bill O'Brien? I was there for all of that. So to have some sense of peace, enjoy it. I enjoyed it for 20 years. So I want you guys to enjoy it. And I love that, man. I love interaction with fans each and every day and taking away safe. That's and how I feel, safe and Stroud. Safe and Stroud. <laughs> You just hug, hug yourself. You're safe at peace. I got a quarterback. When you have a quarterback, life is a little bit more easier. But I love it, man. I, I really do love having those one-on-one conversations and time with fans because the emotions that I can get from them helps me bring it through the mic, through the through the camera, and I can play off that. Not in a bad way, but just bringing it to life. Well, I'm here to tell you, I went to the last – Patriots Texans game in Houston. We lost. You are you are not the only Patriot fan in town. Y'all filled that stadium up and all the way up and all the way down because I, I sat up a little high. I mean, they let it know y'all were y'all were in the building, so I'm not was surprised. Was that the Cam Newton game? I want to say it was. That I want to say it was. Yeah, I, yeah. I was at the game. Uh, they were loud. They were they were letting us hear it. So, well, personally, I'm not, I'm not surprised. I, I, I being in the Navy, I was stationed up in the Northeast back um, when Brock Osweiler and the Texans. Uh, played the Patriots, and back when you know the, all of the, I caught two or three games at Foxborough where the Texans played. There was that one where Brandon Cooks put the dagger in at the end uh, against Deshaun oh Watson. That was infuriating. Hated that one. <laughs> Love that one. Um, but but Foxborough is a great atmosphere. I mean, I, I I can see why Patriots fans gravitate to the team, even if even if they weren't like the you know Super Bowl machine dynasty that they were. That's that's just a great atmosphere for football. Um, but I, I guess I've got one more question for you before we go, because we're, we're kind of running low on time. Um, but I recently became a father, and I know that you, in the next few weeks, will also become a father. You've gotten married. You've done. You're doing a lot right now. You're doing a lot of fun stuff. And and I think that sometimes we get so caught up in football, we forget about people. And so I, I mean, I want to congratulate you personally. I I know the joy of having a, a my you. son. I know you're having a daughter. So it, it might not be as joy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it might be a little rough at times, but uh, I mean, I want to congratulate you, and I want to ask you just real quick. Ha- I mean, how do you feel going into this? Do you feel? Does anyone really ever feel ready to be a, a father? I, I mean, I'm still, I like at that point where I'm, I'm worried about things like several years down the road, and now and everything. It's all happening, and I'm all worried about it. But I mean, how are you feeling with all that going on? Yeah, I'm going to be honest with y'all, man. I know I ain't ready, but <laughs> I'm excited. I'm, I'm anxious to meet my baby girl. I'm very excited. I'm uh, looking forward to the opportunity just to hold her and, you know, say I love you. So uh, this year, with everything that's been going on, just the thought of being able to hold her has been able to kind of push me through. Um, I only have one rule for my for my baby girl. That's it. Two, actually. Number one, you cannot come into this world a Cowboy fan. <laughs> I honestly, if you're not a Cowboy fan, I don't care what fan of an NFL team you are, as long as it's not the Cowboys. You can be a Steelers fan. I wouldn't care. But in this house, you are a Rockets fan. Above anything else, you are a Houston Rockets fan. And... um as long as we got that understood, we're gonna have a life, a good life. <laughs> nice, yeah. It's actually fun fact. I my birthday is the day that the uh, Rockets clinched the '95 Finals. So you, June, June 14th, '95. 
my dad was in and out of the, I was the second kid. So it's not like it was a bad thing. He was in and out of delivery room. Like, Oh, how's Hakeem doing? Okay. I'm back. I'm back. Okay. Well now I got to check. What quarter is it? Are, are we, how are we doing? Okay. Oh, we did it. All right. Sweet. Okay, now I can watch my son. My son is okay. Great day. Great Perfect day. Great day. day. <laughs> All around. All around. All right. <laughs> I, I know you're going to be great at it, um, and you know we talked briefly before. So I mean, and if you need anything, I'm I'm always open to receiving a text, helping out, dad to dad. You know. Um, Thank you, man. I'm, I appreciate. I'm super it. excited for you, Tom. You got anything on, on the fatherhood? I mean, you pretty much covered it. Uh, as a as a dad of two, you know, I got I got two boys. I mean, it goes really fast. I got one thirteen, one six, and it's like one minute you got them in your hands, and next minute they're taller than you. So I mean, oh, enjoy that, and and just it just uh, day by day, it's a thing. It, it, it never gets old. It's it's always awesome, you know. Healthy and happy. That's that's really you know my only wish for you, uh, uh, with, with with all of this that's going on, uh, because you're gonna lose a little sleep. Everybody knows you're gonna lose a little sleep. I don't care what bassinet you got i know we were talking post i don't care i don't care you're gonna lose a couple nights there's gonna be days uh you're gonna have some throw up you're gonna have the the the, the normal stuff but it's all worth it man it's all worth it and i appreciate you guys here's to hoping that your daughter is a texans fan yes that's my prayer so my in-laws uh they bought a crazy amount of like texans baby gear Oh, nice. Um, they also, some of them bought some cowboy stuff, that, but that's probably never going to get put on. <laughs> Threw it straight in the trash, uh, didn't you? Yeah, that'd probably be, that, I may use that to wipe the throw up off me. But uh, she has a lot of Texans gear, and I'm okay with that. My, like, I, eventually, I want to be able to, when she gets older, take her to the game. and Oh, they know me, and we can have that type of relationship. I, but NFL side, that's your life to live. When you come, When you come home, from the moment you are born, you are a Houston Rockets fan, no question about it. Love if you're that. If a Texas fan, I'll be, I'll be happy with that. 100%. John, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it. I know you got to catch up on some sleep so that you have some in the bank for when your kid arrives. Um, so we won't hold you any longer. Thanks for being here today. Go ahead and tell the people where they can find you at, and then we'll, we'll close. Yeah, man, y'all can follow me. Uh, X was formerly known as Twitter, but follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. Also, do me a favor if you download the Bleacher Report app, do that to your phone, type in John Hickman. You can follow me on there as well under John Hickman. And, and John, real quick, because I just thought of it, aren't you doing um logo work freelance? Yes, I am. If you need logos, if you if you're in the Houston area. And if you need like a birthday party photographer or a photographer in, in any capacity, get at me. Videography, get at me. Logos, get at me. Uh, right now, whatever I can put my hands on, I could do it because I'm pretty good at a lot of things. So just get at me again. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. Also, do me a favor. If this is your first time to this podcast, make sure that you hit the subscribe button, the like button, comment, go wherever they got their podcast posted. Show these brothers some love. Let's continue to keep this Texans content creating life and relationship between all of us active, popping, and full of good vibes. Well, I couldn't have said it better myself, so I'm I'm not going to. Thanks for <laughs> watching today, and thanks for supporting the bullpen. Go support Locked On Texans. Go support John and all that he does. And, uh, yeah, H-Town till I drown. Stay classy, Houston. Peace out. Go Astros. Go Astros. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. 